So much to talk about. Hell in the Cell kicked us off. A town hall, a little havoc closed us out. Listen and find out what we thought about it all on this episode of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Hello, wrestling fans. We are the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you follow us on our social media accounts. Join us on our Twitter and Instagram at LiveYourGimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. Awesome. Thank you, Michael, for that dynamite drop-in. We represent a group called Media Junkie. Obviously, we're about wrestling on this show, but if you want to listen to Michael and I argue with our three friends over nerdy opinions, check us out on the Fanboy Fight Club podcast. Or you could also check out our good friend Jamar, who's on his show called Why Are You a Gamer? Um, He gets to know the gaming community. It's a lot of fun, so check it out. All you need to do to subscribe to all of our podcasts is just search on your favorite podcast app like Spotify, Apple, Google, CastBox, Stitcher, just to name a few. Search Media Junkie by name, or if you just want our show specifically, just search Gimmick Minute. Pretty easy, right? If you subscribe on Apple, we do ask that you leave us a five-star review. Make sure you comment on how you like the show. We really do appreciate it. Helps with exposure, helps us get more plays, and helps us get ranked on the charts. If you don't know by now, my name is Jason. I'm the self-proclaimed voice of Media Junkie. With me, as always, we have our two co-hosts this week. Uh, We got our Friday Night Pariah. We have Michael, and of course, the sleepy co-host is back, our demo fraud. We got our historian, Kevin, not sleeping through this episode. He's here alive and ready to go. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I thought my new uh, nickname for this week was going to be, you know, Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your nickname last week. I'm more <laughs> impressed he actually listened to the episode. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I didn't listen. I just hear hear things. He has stooges that listen to the show. and then Oh, you, you're, like, uh, you're like, what's his name? Who's got the, his little birds that tell him things, right? No, he... Yeah. Um, he texts me. He's like, "Oh, I see. Uh, the sleepy co-host is back again, huh?" And I said, "I said, yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, they're pretty brutal on you guys." <laughs> I said, "I'm sure they were." Oh, that's we how it works. You don't show up for work, you get buried. We he, he, well, he, but he's like, he's like, I can't believe you missed episode sixty-nine of all episodes. <laughs> right. <tonight."> right? <clears throat> but of course, you know what they say: sixty-seven, sixty-eight, sixty-nine. Mouthwash, 71, <laughs> 72. They say that, huh? <laughs> I, I, who says this? <laughs> Is this the people down at the 7-Eleven again with their teeth? <laughs> they. They. Oh, it was Circle God. K, Mike. Oh, Circle K, my bad. <laughs> the 7-Eleven. All right, anyway, so, um, yeah. We missed you last week, but hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully that uh, you're you're ready to go this yeah, obviously, week. You obviously didn't. No, right? we did. <laughs> we did. We could we could have used your insight on a few things that we went off on tangents about. Uh, so first time, for, uh, first time, first of all, let's start first time off. Listener, right. uh, second time <laughs> responder. Yeah. Right. So you weren't here for the Hell in the Cell lead up or we talked about what was going into it but now that hell in the cell aired on sunday you are here to talk about it so let's go through the matches real quick and uh let's see what you guys thought i I mean off the top like i thought hell in the cell was a really good show i thought all the i like i i really am enjoying the fact that they're cutting the matches down on these pay-per-views and making them shorter pay-per-views you know they're kind of taking NXT's formula in a way and just having the matches that mean something on the card and not having these like stupid, like fluffer matches that nobody cares about. They just have matches that have stories that have something going into it. And, you know, I think it's been more compelling and it's, it's been a better watch now, Jeff Hardy and Elias. Yeah. The story was a little bit weak on that. Um, Miz and Otis. Okay. You know, it was kind of a goof match, whatever, but, you know, all the all three Hell in the Cell matches, one I thought felt unique. 
they all had their own little spin, their own little feel to them, and they all, I thought, had really good stories. So I'm curious to how you guys felt. I feel like my only problem is, like, yeah, sometimes those fluff matches aren't great, but it literally felt like almost like a fan like was booking this in their 2K season because it was just like, Hell in a Cell match. Match, it doesn't matter. Hell in a Cell match. Match, it doesn't matter. Hell in a Cell match. Good night. Like, it, it, it very much so, like, I don't know. It just, it, it almost felt like it was too concerned with the Hell in a Cell aspect, which is weird because usually we complain they don't use their gimmicks enough, but it was just odd. Just the way that it was, like, formatted, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of shocked by the whole, by Orton winning, especially after losing and losing and losing, and then all of a sudden he wins clean mm. inside Hell in a Cell. So that one didn't really make sense to me, like, as far as being a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Roman and Jay, I mean, the, the story that in that whole, I mean, it just, it, it's got to be one of the best storylines they've done, probably. I mean, a long time. I know we say that all the time, but like this, I mean, that 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 made that whole match, and I can see why that was inside Hell in the Cell. And then obviously Sasha and Bailey. I mean, that was probably the most brutal. Well, I don't know. I mean, you, you can almost say the Roman and Jay match was just as brutal. Just I mean, just with everything like getting Jimmy in in the the chokeout move to get him to say I quit. So. It was more emotionally brutal. Yeah. 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 Emotionally brutal. Yes. Thank you. And that's what I'm saying. Like each one felt unique to me. So like the Roman and Jey Uso, that was a, I quit match inside hell in the cell. We'd never seen that before. A completely different take on hell in the cell. The action took place inside the, the ring for the most part. Of course you got the end or the, you know, they're coming out trying to, trying to get Roman to stop and stuff like that. And I thought that felt a little odd, but I did like where Jimmy came out, was trying to protect his brother, trying to talk to Roman, and you got that kind of emotional, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but then he just chokes the shit out of him. And and, and then, and then the match, he's like, I love you guys. I love you. Yeah, I'm right? Like, he just walks <laughs> it's like, he's doing so, so awesome with that. Yeah. I, I, was just, it, I was very concerned towards the end of it. I'm like, are we really about to have Rollins versus Fiend again? Are we about to have it stopped because... One of the competitors can't compete. Like, like yeah, yeah, I hear you. Like, it's supposed yeah. to be an I quit match. You can only lose if you quit, and mm-hmm. you know they're gonna have them basically just just call the match or whatever. I'm glad they didn't do that. It was still kind of wonky. I think I think overall it took a little too long to get where we got to yeah. there. But you know, overall I liked it though. I'll, I'll say one thing about Jey Uso. You know, and I love the Usos as a tag team, but Jay has really shown that he can be a main event player on his own you know i'm curious to see if he can handle a storyline that's not so personal but man has he really stepped up these last couple of months i mean just the whole lead up you know i I talked about a little bit last week but the the whole you know the whole i love you you love me you love me i love you too and he starts swinging the chair at roman and just that that whole all the emotion that he displayed really made the storyline, I think, even that much better. And uh, I think he really cemented himself as a guy that they can count on to to be a main event guy when they need him to be. Um, you know, I, I'm curious if, if you guys feel the same way or if you think you need to see him more in, in other roles. Yeah, I think we have to see him in something that isn't like straight up a personal like family story. It's something where it's like, OK, you don't already have a vested interest in this. Sell me on this kind of thing, too. Yeah, and that's, I don't know if we're going to get that, too, because, you know, everything I hear about how they're going to maybe go towards with the storyline with him. So, yeah, until we see see that, like I said, just being involved with Roman and this, like, he, you know, he stepped up his game, but, like I said, you know, is he going to step up his game if he goes against, like, Elias, <laughs> right, right. You know, I mean, I don't know. Also, I, I, I'm sorry. I have to say something. I know the fans can't see what we see, but I, Kevin fans. was in the USO penitentiary on my screen. 
He's got like, I feel like the reason he couldn't be on the last shirt. episode is because he was on trial, and this week they gave him internet privileges <laughs> oh. so he could come back. This is my, my work my work shirt. Yeah, I'm still on. Orange my orange jumpsuit. Yeah. You got, all, you got all white walls around you. You're great, yeah. poorly yeah. lit. Like it's a straight up looks like you got like privileges to come do the show. <laughs> Where your conjugal visit? <laughs> oh Jesus! How many cigarettes did you have to trade to be able to do yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um. I mean, I totally lost my train of thought. So, hey, you Kevin, know, you... The, thing about, the thing is about fucking dudes, you can't get them pregnant, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. All right, shows Down over. since day one-ish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Welcome you were... to the weekly penitentiary. <laughs> God, that's one place I never want to be. Um, <laughs> you weren't on last week's show, so... Kev, or Mike keep fucking r- driving that into the right. ground, why don't you? So, so Michael's been excited about this whole potential um, Uso Roman Reigns faction, and I think I, I think I dampened his his expectations by oh, comparing it to when uh, to when when Brie Bella made Nikki or Nikki Bella made Brie her slave. Like that, I was like, oh, that, it's going to be kind of like that Bella situation where she lost the match, now she has to be. She has to be Nikki's slave. So now what the Usos are just Roman slaves now? Like they just do whatever he says. Is that what's what it's gonna be like? I think it's gonna be like that, but then I think they're just gonna it's gonna be a can't beat them, join them. And I don't know, man. Because I, I, I saw bits and pieces of SmackDown and I watched Jay Uso cry like a bitch about having to be Roman's slave, so really? I'm getting real worried that Jason might have just fucking predicted this shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am. Uh, it's not what I wanted. But... You did this to us, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Well, you know, the powers that be listen to the show and they're like, oh, yeah, we can read storyline. Let's do it. Um, no, but I liked it. Um, and then, you know, often Sika being at the top of the ramp after the match, too. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, you know, and, and you know, and, and to the credit, too, of Bailey and Sasha, that match felt different as well, right? It was just kind of more. Of a, a, it was still inside the inside the cage confines. It was very back and forth. Man, Sasha delivering that meteora where she ran up the table into Bailey, who was pinned up against the the cage. That was fucking brutal. Some of those yeah. knee strikes that they had were just just absolutely on point. Um, you know, and, and we we thought that match would steal the show, but it, it definitely stole the show. Yeah. I will say this, though, when they were doing that bit where they had the uh, kendo sticks wedged between the cage and the opening in the stairs. Yeah. And uh, Bailey went to slingshot Sasha. When Sasha came down, I was like, oh, my God, it looks like she fucking just smashed her head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah Sasha looked, Botch is back. That looked that looked rough. <laughs> that, that definitely looked rough. And I'm glad Sasha won because I feel like that's what needed to happen. Uh, and and to your credit, Kevin, I, I was surprised that I was surprised that Randy ended up winning as well. I actually thought Randy would win, and then we would get a fiend, uh, like fiend interruption of the celebration uh, instead of it being moved more to Raw. But um, but to that match's credit, okay, they got outside the cage, they went on top of it. It was very hard hitting, very brutal. What the fuck are you doing? Did one of the guards bring you a lamp? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I had this lamp right here. Here. <laughs> it's hot under these lights. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was very hard hitting. Uh but to, to your point, Kevin though, yeah, McIntyre got the win in the ambulance match, but it was far from a clean win. He had how many people help him win that match? So for Randy to beat him clean when it was just them one on one doesn't. I don't think that. I don't know. I don't think that made it made sense to me because he had so much help to win the ambulance match. It's not like McIntyre won that clean. Um. Yeah. No. I just. I'm. Just, I guess kind of shocked of. I'm not not shocked that he won. But it's just kind of where, where do you go hit from here with McIntyre? 
Uh, nowhere, probably. I, don't know, I think McIntyre will still be around, um, but it seems like they're building the the Fiend versus Orton. Uh, at least that's what they're gonna they're gonna probably bridge that before Edge comes back. But who knows? When Edge comes back, he might just be done with Orton. He may not work with Orton. You know what I mean? So much time has passed, and Edge had so many other people he wanted to work with in his in his return that he might just say, you know what, screw it, let's just move on to the next. So you never know. We might we may never get Edge Orton again. You know what I mean? Like we've been expecting that to pay off, but you know, it it, it may not the, the greatest wrestling match might might have just been it. Maybe they'll revisit it somewhere down the road, but I think they can realistically put Edge on SmackDown and he can go up against somebody like Rollins or, or you know, um I don't know who I'm trying to think off the top of my head who was all that's how quickly you ran out of talented people on SmackDown. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he can work with other people than or because I know there's guys that he really wanted to work with. So then here's the question. Why put the belt on Orton then? If the end game wasn't to have Orton versus Edge for the title, who who is Orton supposed to be leading up to 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 hand this off to and build as the next big star? The Fiend. Bray. Yeah, but I don't see that like being something that needed the title because the whole thing like Orton burned down. Why it's home, like right? He took something. So, Bra- he took something Bray loves. Now Bray's gonna take something that Orton loves. That's the whole. Th- that's the whole thing with the the fiend. He's always going after somebody for like he. It's an eye for an eye for him. It, that's that's what he yeah, does. Yeah, but there's other eye for eyes. They literally could have put him back with Flair, and then the fiend been like, "Well, if I win, I'm gonna burn Flair alive or some weird shit." He's not Paul Bear. You can't just kill Ric Flair. <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> they they blew up Bear, this man, and then Paul the next, and then the very shot. next episode, they were like, "Never mind, he's not dead." Because well, that's because Chris Benoit really died. <laughs> There's a reason by that. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Kev? Um, did we freeze? <laughs> nothing. You're you're done. You got nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, why is Paul Bearer killing Ric Flair? No, like, no, 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 no. Peace? I was saying. Ric Flair's not Paul Bear. You can't just kill him off because you know how many times did Paul Bear die? Undertaker put him in a like Once. put him in cement. Um, For real? Can't, well, <laughs> okay, I'm talking about on fucking TV, you dickhead. How many times did they kill Paul Bear on TV? At least three times before he really died in real life. I think it was just the one time with the cement. No, there was a time where Edge dropped him off of, like, Kane killed him, too, or Edge killed him or something like that. They dropped him off of something, and he got frozen one time. There was at least two, there's at least two, but I'm pretty sure there was three times that they killed off Paul Bear. All right, glad everybody's contributing to the show. Let's move <laughs> I on. I mean, that, I think you're, you're not, you're not, you're not, uh, you're, you're not disputing my idea at all. You're like, oh, they killed him off several times. Okay, so why can't we kill off Ric Flair? Because he's Ric Flair, you can kill off Ric Flair. Paul Bearer works because he's he's a creepy mythical creature. He's in that Undertaker Kane world where people can be buried in caskets and come back then <clears throat> ten weeks later. Dead, dead people. Exactly. You know you, you that Rick that shit makes sec- well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ric Flair is like 107 years old. He's he he his wife had COVID and he was out without a mask and shit. Like he's he's out for himself at this point. You don't need a storyline to kill him off. But you don't you don't kill off Ric Flair. He's Ric Flair. So I feel like that makes it even more shocking when you fucking oh light Ric Flair God. on fire. Shit. All right, all right. Let's move on. Can we move Man, on? Now, we can please? see where your allegiance runs. You're like, oh, I love the Undertaker, but fuck his dad. No, Flair's where is that? God, you <laughs> missing my point completely, but it's fine. What do you guys think of? Uh, so I, I am mad at myself. <laughs> I don't know why we we're too. ending. I don't know why we're ending the Hell in the Cell show by talking about this, but I'm mad at myself because I thought this scenario out in my head, but I didn't verbalize it on the podcast, and then it came to fruition. Miz beating Otis for Money in the Bank. Uh, we talked about this last week, and I said, I asked Michael if he could imagine a scenario where where Otis loses, and we were both kind of having trouble and why it didn't pop into my head, but Tucker turning on Otis. 
Perfect example. Hit him with the briefcase. Miz gets the pin. Miz is now Mr. Money in the Bank. How's this going to work out with Miz? I mean, Miz isn't exactly in a good situation with the people that are WWE champion or even the universal champion. So, yeah. I mean, Miz at least is, like I said last week, Miz is someone who, even if he loses when cashing in, it's not going to affect him. He's he's established. He can yeah. he, he could be used in any scenario, and he's still going to be the Miz. So the, the, it's not like he's some newcomer who's using it and losing it like fucking Baron Corbin. The funniest thing I saw was on Instagram when Miz shared the video of him cashing in on Orton. And uh, he ha- he at Randy Orton, sup? And Randy Orton replied back, sup? It's <laughs> 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 fucking hilarious. <laughs> Also, can we discuss the fact that Tucker apparently has been shadow traded back to SmackDown to feud with Otis? Has he really? He's he's on the SmackDown roster on their website, so unless they just haven't updated it from the the draft from two weeks ago. Huh. That's interesting. I thought that it would they would just kinda end that and it would be done. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right, well, we can kind of move on from there because there's much talk about so uh monday night raw happened right after hell in the cell so that was on monday we got some again very very bray wyatt heavy and alexa bliss heavy so not only did we have a firefly funhouse that featured both of them uh we had a fiend appearance at the end we had a moment of bliss segment and randy orton was the guest on that which i thought was pretty interesting uh still really loving alexa's character work i think she's doing a fantastic job in this role and uh yeah overall i I thought it was uh i thought it was i thought raw was actually a pretty decent show for what it was uh kevin i i'm curious what do you what do you think of aj's new bodyguard that's a big motherfucker he is a big (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) but he wasn't he uh he was in nxt wasn't he and like i thought isn't he the big motherfucker who was also a ninja yeah, oh, he, yeah, he's been a couple of things. Too. Yeah, he was, was he the, also in the Raw Underground. Yeah, he was the yeah. doorman for Raw, Raw Underground. So he he's upgraded. He went from he went from being in he went from being a ninja to being a doorman. Now he's a bodyguard. So he's moving up in this world. A very short career path for him. I mean, that's. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. Is is being a ninja a step up from being? I feel like a being doorman? a ninja was the peak of that, and he's get downgraded since. Like. He he got demoted from ninja to doorman, and then he kind of bumped back up in the world as bodyguard. But like ninja's kind of the top notch out of the three. Yeah, but he's a bodyguard with AJ Styles though. When he was a ninja, he was with a. Yeah, so I feel but like... I don't think I don't think the paycheck is going to be significantly different, and your status is way higher as a ninja than it is as a bodyguard. Like if someone's telling me a ninja's going to kick your ass or a bodyguard's going to kick your ass, which one are you more afraid of? All I know is that if you run into him, he's a person you call sir. Yeah. <laughs> very true i guess it doesn't really matter either way. um but yeah he's he's made his presence known uh especially with jeff hardy on raw for trying to think what else happened on raw we talked about something a little bit before we started it, well, i didn't really think raw was that great that was kind of disappointing it was okay it definitely wasn't the best show this week for sure i mean that, that's gonna go to one of the wednesday shows but uh yeah it just I, Hell in the Cell, I thought was so good that Raw almost had to be a bit of a letdown. I don't think they could really, have, you know, to have a, a, a just a regular show the night after having a having a pay per view event like that. It just seems like it's it's a cool off, I guess. In a way, I'm, what I really liked was when Alexa um, referred to burning the house down, and Orton's mm-hmm. like, and Orton's like, and there it is, mm-hmm. like talking like that and then when he was at the ramp and you didn't see the fiend but like you could tell by his facial expressions that the fiend was behind him right and yeah, Orton, they... and Orton just does that and just turns back around and just starts walking away like yeah. normally somebody's like okay i'm gonna attack this guy or i'm gonna get attacked it's i liked that how he, he looked back at him and he's like huh Okay, I'm just gonna go this way now. So yeah, I'm just I did. Li- I did like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. You're, you're but then how the there. show went off the air, like that was Yeah, that that was a little lackluster for sure. And and you know, we, we Apparently, got more Canadians the... got a very different ending to Raw. What okay. do you mean? So someone posted a video of like Raw going off the air in Canada and like it ended with uh Drew McIntyre stabbing Orton in the eye with a pen. Okay. And drinking some Olsen. <laughs> maybe the maybe what have you been drinking he's <laughs> been drinking that 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 toilet wine yeah, yeah. the hooch <laughs> oh my god um i've yeah, dropped I, soap below too much tonight oh god damn <laughs> he hit the wall and got concussed <laughs> Oh my god. You can really say they banged your brains out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, let's go oh, ahead and move on. Uh, so it's not even episode 69. Yeah, no. I'm trying I, again, this I'm is just making up fault. for lost. <laughs> yeah. This this is my fault for not writing some stuff down because there was a few things on Raw that kind of stand out to me, but I think we covered most of them. I can't think of anything. I mean, hurt business kind of uh, going up against Retribution again, you know, the, the, that little feud that they got going on. Retribution just seems pretty weak now. It doesn't seem, they seem like they've completely lost any momentum they've had. I mean, I, Mustafa Ali is still trying to put them over in promos, but the the actions aren't really being back, backed up, or the words aren't, the, the actions aren't backing up their words, basically, from from what I've seen, but I don't know. I, I mean, Retribution never really did anything for us anyway. So what are you talking about? It brought us your new nickname of of Dick Slap or Slap, slap Dick. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Other slap than Dick. give us some new nicknames, that's really all. <laughs> oh my god! I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and move on to AEW this week because I want to talk about NXT last. Uh, AEW, I thought was a pretty decent show um we had what the um the town hall meeting between jericho and mjf oh by the way uh kevin just just an update since you weren't on last week's show um michael is now has enough respect for mjf to call him by his actual name now he actually gets it right (laughs) oh really yeah he's moved up a notch the the dinner debonair was enough to to turn the corner for Michael on MJF, he is now he is now a number one fan. <laughs> or it just made it enough that I actually remember how his initials go in order. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think of that? The dinner. The dinner? Oh, that was that was the best thing on wrestling this year. That was good. It was good. It was. Fun. It was just. It was. It was unexpected because MJF. Who knew he could sing like. It's just and, a, and then I mean, on top of that, you've got the fact that Jericho's blown up as hell from the, by the end of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just God, those guys' chemistry. It, it's just, it, it's almost like it happened like through osmosis. You know what I mean? Like it just something you never thought you'd see. But yeah, I'm going to be real interested with this match and this whole thing that's going to happen at Full Gear because I think I don't know what you guys think, but I think that it leads to. Like MJF become like everybody like an in inner circle turning on Jericho, and, M- and MJF being the new leader of the inner circle. That's interesting. I, I think if anything, it makes it makes them kick Jericho out, and then Jericho has to team with MJF hmm. because like the inner circle seems to really fucking hate him. Well, Sammy only Sammy and Ortiz don't like him. Santana's neutral because he likes the jacket. And Hager, <laughs> Hager's got his Hager won his MMA fight, but his face was rearranged, so it might be a little bit before we see him on AEW TV. And um, yeah, so I mean, it, it's just I, I don't know. That's kind of weird. It, it's a different dynamic for sure. Um, you know, Sammy was the one who's been very vocal about having a problem with him, but then Ortiz kind of stepped up and and had something to say, which was kind of surprising. I think I think it's funny how brutally honest he was. He's like, "We don't like you. Like, we're gonna fight you." Like, <laughs> it was just kind of. Yeah, the whole town hall was. I mean, 
<laughs> Shivani told him to shut the hell up. Yeah, oh Shivani showing a backbone. How about that? But that Eric was like, B. Thought. Eric B. from Cody, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And Bischoff, oh, I, I like I like the random appearances by Bischoff because Bischoff does so well, like in those roles where it's just sporadic or whatever. Spurts. Yeah. <clears throat> um. No, I think the whole take with Shivani was basically. Every mod- moderator, not to get political, but basically wanted to tell President Trump to shut the hell up. Yeah. So that's, I think, where they kind of, that was a little jab there. Yeah, without but, a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. What, um, Aval- Avalon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask if you can join. And they yeah. just started laughing then. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah that, that was good. Um I think what else? Well, there was the there was the uh, Eddie Kingston coming out and cutting another really good promo. Mm-hmm. Um, man, his thing with the with the cameraman with uh, did you when he's like telling the cameraman to get out of the ring? He's like, "You haven't trained to be in here. You don't know what you're doing. Get the get the hell out of here!" Like that was that was pretty interesting how he does that. That's not, that's not the first time he's done that either, and I think that's that's kind of. It's a nice little touch that he kind of adds on there that kind of gets gets him across as a huge asshole. I honestly, I, I said this last week. I really, I'm cool with Eddie Kingston winning the AEW championship. I think, oh, I think it's, sense. I think, I think it'd be a great story to tell, and I think he could do a little bit more with it than what Moxley is, and especially being a heel, having somebody chase it would be a little bit more compelling. I think than what they have going on right now. Um, so I, I'm all for it. And then, uh, Cody and orange Cassidy had that, uh, had that pretty, pretty good match. Uh, I don't like the way it ended though. Arn taking a shot at Cassidy after telling Cody to, you know, basically do everything clean. Like I, I thought that was kind of weird how that, that worked out. Uh, it was kind of a, I don't know their time limit match two weeks ago. I, I don't know if I was a huge fan of that, and then I, I'm not a huge. I wasn't a huge fan of the ending this week either. I don't know about you guys. Oh, uh, I thought the match quality is okay, but yeah, I didn't like the. I don't know the ending either. I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm just not. I just don't like Cody as the champion, but. Yeah, I don't like that he went back to blonde hair. Um, oh, there's another thing. So speaking of Cody being the TNT champion, right? How about once again, the storylines rehashing themselves, the young bucks making the announcement that they're going to face a revival at full gear for the, the tag team championships was, which was a right that they earned in a match. But now they're saying, well, if we don't win it, we're never challenging for it again. Where have we heard that before? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man! Next thing we know, Kenny Omega is gonna come out and say that, but then he's gonna be like, "No, fuck that! I I want to be a fucking champion." Right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. He's like, "Y'all are <laughs> stupid." Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, and it just kind of real. I don't know. Like, I I just I don't like that they're taking the same stance that Cody did because it feels like okay, we've done this before. Like, you know, oh, are they gonna actually win it though? Does that mean they're gonna win it? So they're gonna take the titles off the revival right after the revival just won it. I don't know. It's weird. And and plus they're they're all heels too, which is odd to me. Um yeah, just overall I'm There's I just no I, I good want to guys see and bad guys in AEW, Jason. I know that's true. They're just they're just competitors. Except for MJF, but anyway. But no, you're you're right. And and I'm I want to see the match. I mean, everybody's wanted to see the match. I I feel like this match has been so overhyped though. I don't know if they can live up to it. It's going to be one of those to where I think people might be disappointed no matter what happens because it's it's been so anticipated Revival Young Bucks. They've been talking about it all the way back since Revival was still in WWE. So Man, I don't know. Like, I do you think they can live up to the hype, or do you think they're gonna kill themselves trying to live up to the hype, or are they that good that they can do it? I don't know. All right, right, cool. (laughs) Moving (laughs) on. Jesus Christ. Anyway, moving on. Um, Kenny Omega is going to go up against Hangman Page for the number one contendership. 
I just went all robot somewhere. Kevin looks like he's frozen. Uh, there he is. Kevin looks like uh, he's anyway. like turning us on speaker or something. He had a weird smirk on his face. <laughs> so you got uh, you got Omega and Hangman Page against each other. I thought uh, I thought Omega and uh, uh, Pentagon changed his name. Right? It's like Penta. They, was there a Pent- reason behind that? Has anybody like heard why Penta his name? El Fuego. Like El? No, it's like Sierra. <laughs> I, I, Sierra. I, I, Sierra Hotel. Man. Indigo, Jesus Echo, Christ. Lima, Delta. <laughs> so no reason for why Penta changed his name. Penta L Sierra Nero Nero or something like that. Is I don't know. Talk about. Why, they, why, why they call Matt Riddle Riddle now? <laughs> <sighs> Matt Riddle lost his last name. Anyway, uh, no, he lost his first, first name. name. Yeah. Lost his first name. Yeah. Because well, I mean, the, in their defense, it's less likely that if you type in Riddle that you're going to find, you know, articles about how someone's accusing him of, you know, being a sex offender. True. And maybe they could just change his name to the Riddler. Of course, he did tweet. He's like, bro, it's cool. It's my real name. He's like, that's what I go. I've always go by. <laughs> that's what I always go by. <laughs> bro. Bro. I don't need a first name, bro. First names are just just for fucking squares, bro. <laughs> it takes too much effort to say both my names anyway, bro. Let's just go by Riddle. All right. Anyway, so I don't even remember what the fuck we were talking about. This slow. This has died a slow. Dude, this show. Yes. I mean, we we peaked when we started making jokes about Kevin being in prison. Like, so I don't know what you're talking about. Like, there was nothing that's going to top that in the show. That was the first 30 seconds of the show, really. But... I know, yeah. You guys got all, all right. self-conscious now. Like, getting, <laughs> like, I got, like, I got to, like, paint this wall and do, like, an accent wall or something like that. <laughs> the dry erase board doesn't help either. Yeah, you, you look so. like you're, like, in the Warren's <laughs> office or something. Like, you, you did a good deed today. <laughs> Andy Dufresne crawled through a mile of shit to get the freedom. Wait, wait. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Andy. I feel bad for anyone who actually listens to this entire show. Oh, uh, yeah. This is, that this was is the longest not our best. night of his life. <laughs> our best. This is the longest night of my life. Um, so, about <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, where was I before we got off on that tangent? We were talking about uh, Matt Riddle is only got one name. Uh, AEW was decent <laughs> this week. I guess it's time to move on to the disappointment that was the Halloween Havoc stage. Oh, what? Here you go. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, now you're gonna get now. Now the now the now the listen is gonna be worth. Wait, okay. so we have a town hall debate right now. I mean, the moderator. <laughs> moderator of uh, okay. Of Halloween Havoc. That, do you do you have some questions prepared? Oh uh, yeah, I'll just wing it. Kevin okay. W from the right, penitentiary right. in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> um <clears throat> i live in hudson ohio now oh my bad i live on i live on argyle drive <laughs> oh in hudson. so if anyone wants to send hate mail now they know what to do <laughs> just send it to every address you can find on argyle drive <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's not many there's <laughs> oh. so you've got a 50 50 shot of giving now, getting the no, right wait, address no, no i i messed that up there's more than that. This is riveting audio of, of him pretending to count in his head, <laughs> not saying anything, just moving his finger as if people can actually hear him pointing. All right, so we're moving on to NXT and Halloween Havoc, or are we... we I just... assume that was the plan. I don't know. You all got right. all excited, are, are you and moderating, then you start making are... fun of Kevin, and then you got sidetracked and decided it wasn't yeah, fun. Yeah, me... Uh... All right, moderator, let's go. What do you got for it? All right, so first of all, uh, give me... 30 seconds, what was good about Halloween Havoc, Jason? Mike, give me 30 seconds, what was bad about Halloween Havoc? Go, Jason. Oh, Jesus. Um, that's on the spot. So, I like the entire person. <laughs> I like the entire presentation. I enjoyed, I thought the match quality was really good. I really enjoyed the Dexter Loomis, uh, Cameron Grimes thing that kind of happened in the middle of the show. I thought the uh, it kicked off with a bang with Gargano and Damian Priest. Really surprised Gargano won. 
and the tables, ladders, and scares match at the end, I thought was a great concept, and it was a lot of fun to watch. And when Candace opened up that bag of body parts and screamed, I thought that was pretty on point and pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, um, was I feel like I've already talked past thirty seconds. I don't know if you're actually keeping. A He's clock not keeping on this. track. I am. <laughs> and done. That was thirty. Okay. Right yeah. <laughs> no, I was. You were when you said that you were at like twenty-seven. I was counting my head. Okay. All right, All right Mike, go. So I'm just going to say it's simple. The stage sucked. The stage sucked. The stage sucked. I mean, you've got 1998, the greatest entrance ramp ever with that demon and the pumpkin and the gravestones and everything. It was absolutely fantastic. And then you've got this garbage where it's like a bunch of LED boards. Woo! Like, what is this? The bullshit where they changed all the WWE pay-per-views to the raw entrance stage? Like, fuck you, WWE. You did in your house, made it absolutely fantastic, and then you shit on us. Yeah, there was shit all around the ring, so that way they could interact with it, but I don't give a fuck about that. All I want was a goddamn demon or a goddamn pumpkin that wasn't from goddamn Walmart. Do I get a rebuttal to that? Go ahead, 15 seconds, go. 15 seconds? <laughs> yes, you five of it. 13, 12, okay. 11, first, 10. Shut up. First of all, <laughs> first of all, this, the set... Okay, you got you got uh, Oh fuck, I'm all flustered now. In your house took place in an arena, okay? So in an arena, you have a little bit more leeway with the set. This set at their wrestling arena or whatever that they have, it's a set set. Like, they they don't have a whole lot of flexibility with it. Like it is what it is. You got the LED boards, but they made the entire Time's up, Mike. arena so like. I'm just going to say this. Uh, first off, yeah, the matches were absolutely fantastic. All the interactions were great. But with all that big empty space, they had like 37 fucking LED boards. You're telling me they couldn't get an inflatable fucking pumpkin that didn't look like it was from goddamn Walmart? Like, the that's LED absolute garbage. There no, they weren't. They don't use them every week like that. There were more there than usual. The pumpkin was there for 30 seconds. And, and it was garbage. It looked like it was from fucking dollar store. Okay, that's fine. And that's why it got ripped up. And Johnny Gargano got thrown into it and rolled up in it. It was a part of a spot. It wasn't supposed to be part of the set. The part of the yeah. set was the gravestones and like the spooky shit and the stuff that Shotzi Blackheart was standing on and like all the other stuff that was throughout the entire arena that came into play and that they used. They couldn't have used it in that way if it was on the set. They have all that, that lighting and everything down at the bottom, so they couldn't have the set the way they wanted to, so they spaced it out throughout the entire arena, and it looked fucking awesome. It created a great atmosphere, all right, all right, especially with the fences around the outside. All right, all right, all right. What? All right. President Trump. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, no. you did go over time by a lot. Yeah. It's like, did you, see, did you see the Saturday Night Live skit? Uh, it was like right after the first debate, and they said, President Trump, you have two minutes. I'm going to use 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. I, I'm not disagreeing. Like, 100%. Let's the, move on. The, the outside area was great, but you can't use the excuse of, oh, it's just already set up. If I, if I, if you really wanted to make it look good, you'd fucking do it. It was laziness. That's all But it have. did look good. It did look no, wait, good. Th everything else. The, the entrance ramp did not look good. good. The entrance ramp looked like fucking shitty ass LED like boards. It looked, the entrance ramp was the entrance ramp, but the rest of the arena and the whole atmosphere looked good. I that okay. My argument was never that the rest of the arena didn't look good. My argument was the entrance ramp looked like shit. Right. I I just don't see why why it fucking matters. The entrance ramp is literally Halloween havoc. That's what, that's feet, what people love about Halloween havoc. Long. They don't give a shit about the, the fact that it takes place during Halloween. All they care about is the really awesome entrance well, that, ramp. Well, yeah, because back in WCW, that's all they had. All the matches were shit. They electrocuted a guy in a cage. <laughs> Thing fell off the fucking the switch fell off the side of the cage. It, 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 you have no argument there. Yes, the entrance had the the entrance part of it had to look good when it was wcw because that's literally all they had once the bell rang and the competitors came out to the ring it went to shit from there so at least i, I i'd say eric bischoff disagrees with you for about 83 weeks of that you know fuck fuck eric bischoff because even the 90s like while some of the good some of the good halloween havoc like some of the good halloween havocs there was some really good ones but they were never really like gimmicky good like even the ones in the 90s that were like 97 98 like they were fun halloween havocs but they didn't really have any type of matches that were halloween havoc-esque like I mean, the, you didn't on. have to spin the wheel make the deal Hulk Hogan killed the giant brought and he, got, he brought back to life oh my and then god he got butt fucked <laughs> by the yeti Wait, didn't uh, didn't uh, Hulk Maverick. Hogan, Drake Maverick get get butt fucked by the? <laughs> yes, you guys. 
<laughs> yes. That was honestly probably one of the best moments entire night when that happened and then you had killian dane who's supposed to be the shock master coming out but not tripping and then he was like i'm not doing that i'm not falling i'm not gonna look like a fucking idiot <laughs> that, that was that was a good even, even though even though the original shock master wasn't even a lead up to a halloween hag, which i thought was no crazy. but that was just them dressing up because everybody yeah. on the outside yeah. was up and stuff like that they're just kind of being being that way but you know whoever they got to play the yete and whoever the giant guy was that that you know they it was AJ's bodyguard, basically, probably. Basically, dry. No, the, the NXT <laughs> isn't allowed to mingle with the main roster because they keep getting COVID. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Unless, so, they want to become, unless they want to become NXT champion. All right. Do you have any other questions for us in this uh, Halloween Havoc Town Hall? Um. So what about Johnny Gargano becoming the first two-time North American champion and taking off Damian Priest? Too soon? Jason, Michael? too soon? Oh me, um, I don't. I don't think it's too soon, really, because Damian Priest never really did a whole lot for me when it came to being NXT champion or the North American champion. I, I mean, I like Damian Priest, and I thought the, I thought it, I thought it was going to change his character more than what it did. Uh, because when he first won it, he kind of turned into that kind of, uh, dickish Rob prick. Van Dam. Yeah, kind of in a way. Yeah, like he kind of. Cocky, arrogant. Like I kind of wanted them to lean more into that, but they backed off of it. And then after they backed off of it, I was like, I don't really care about this guy being this guy anymore. And with Gargano touting this whole Gargano way and everything that they've put into that, I felt like they had to get a win. Right? It was either going to be him or Candice winning. One of them had to win because if not, then the Gargano. Like if they both lost again, the Gargano way is pointless, and they've spent so much time and energy building that whole thing up. It would have just been, it would have just been for no reason. Mike. I percent agree. Yeah. Damian priest, like he he's talented, but who gives a shit? It, realistically, Gargano has more than earned it. He, his gimmick makes more sense. He's not just kind of like this dude who thinks he's Kevin Nash and Scott Hall's love child and likes to shoot fake arrows at led boards. Uh, so it, it didn't really shock me that Gargano beat him. I was, I was actually more interested in the, in the weird guy dressed as the scream, uh, killer who like helped him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see who that was or, you know, cause you had Candace who had somebody help her win on, on NXT to get into that championship match. But it was a female that definitely seemed like a guy under the scream costume, um, both times. Because you could argue that it was that it was Candace coming out to help Johnny, and then it was Johnny coming out to help Candace. But it, it definitely looked like a guy. Whoever came out to help Johnny, I, I don't know. But um, he and definitely that same guy came to help Candace later too. Right, right. So yeah, I. I you know, I, I'm I'm curious to where that leads to as well. Uh, he definitely sold that gravestone being heavy, which I didn't necessarily think it would. Um, I also really liked how when they were wrestling backstage, was it that match? Yeah, I think it was that match where they were wrestling backstage for a little while because that one was the, uh, the it was like a false count anywhere, um, where he was pushing the cart full of trash and it just had the trash from all the decorations they bought. Right. To, uh... <laughs> Like you could just see, like, oh, that's all the stuff that they bought to create the set. That's kind of funny, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought overall that match was a lot of fun, man. And that was a hell of a bump that he took off of the stage and like crashing through the set and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool too. And then Gargano like just crawling around to him. But all right, what else, what else you got, Mister Town Hall? Um, nothing. No. All right. All right. Well, I, I'm, I, curious. I, I'm just I'm disappointed that it didn't turn into an argument. So I'm like, I'm not asking anything. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in, in your defense, the only thing we really disagreed on was the fact that I thought the stage was shit. And Jason thought, well, I should be as happy that they did anything at all. So like you weren't gonna get much of an argument out of anything else that night. Yeah, okay. Well what do you think what do you guys think of the Dexter Loomis Cameron Grimes thing? Oh, that was <laughs> like the, the Cameron Grimes thing throughout the entire night was great. Like with yeah. fucking uh, what's his name from the Freebirds, Michael, uh, Michael Hayes, like yep. coming out, and <laughs> then 
And then, like, he gets in that van, and Loomis is just there, and then, yeah, and then everything, he threw a motherfucker at him in the ring, like... Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for Loom- Loomis to get all rapey on somebody. I mean, he kind of did with, uh, Roderick Strong. I mean, he locked him in a trunk and gave him, like, tr- fucking... PTSD. Oh, That's we're not true. talking about the, what about the best thing that happened on this show? Oh, Go Pete for Dun- it. What? Pete Dunn. Yeah, dude. Pete Dunn. I was so excited to see Pete Dunn Fuck back. Pete Dunn. <laughs> he, can, he, can, was... he can get his bitch ass back over the pond and, and fucking. Go eat some tea and crumpets. <laughs> but man, dude. I mean, come on. They're setting up a war games with those four in Undisputed Era. Oh, that's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely great. I mean, and, and, I. I... <sighs> Go ahead. Uh, no, I was saying, I mean, that would be far. I mean, that looking like on paper, probably the best of the war games. I mean, let's face it, the, the modern era, the undisputed era is war games. So, yeah, th- this would be fucking, I think, the best of any of them. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be really good. I, w- I was I was so happy to see Pete Dunn back and 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 he does not look like he's eating too much. That's for damn sure. Um, the dude looks like he's fucking leaned out as hell. He was shredded to all, shredded to the gills, as they would say. Um, but uh, I was really hoping to see him and O'Reilly take on those guys. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really see the chair shot to the back coming. Maybe it's just because he was uh, broing it out with uh, Matt Riddle before he left. Riddle, as they call him now. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I just really thought that he was just going to come out and and because Undisputed Era is pretty depleted right now with Cole being injured, and it seems like some of these other guys are, are kind of taking some some time here and there. So I thought maybe, oh, we'll, we'll get something with these uh, with Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunn for a little bit. But, you know, he, he turned on him real quick. But to Kevin's point, if that sets up a war games with those four versus Undisputed Era, I am all in. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Uh, one hell of a match. Yeah, definitely. I just hope I just want them to do war games like – not be in the shark cage on the stage. Like everybody be at ringside, like the old concept of the war games. Everyone's at ringside, like around the cage. And then you just go in the cage right there. Like you're not in the shark. Like, I don't like, I feel like the problem with that is in the modern age, this isn't like the, the nineties or eighties where like fans would be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Now these people are like, well, why don't they just fucking beat each other's asses and then fucking just go in the cage. Like, Oh, you mean why don't they just start attacking each other outside? Yeah, yeah. and then and then also just either break in the cage or climb up the cage and get in. Like, well, that's, that's the other problem too. The the war games cage now doesn't have a roof on it, whereas the old old one did. So you can't do a fucking <laughs> you can't do a uh, Panama sunrise or whatever off of the cage if it has a roof. Yeah, well, you can do it through through the roof. They would basically have to through the roof it's a, it's a cage yeah. <laughs> yeah they basically would have to for for it to work like that they would have to make the games like a double hell in the cell it would have to be that high up in order for it to to work that way and still have a lid on it no make it low that way you can fucking power bomb somebody's fucking ass up and do it <laughs> and almost kill them and break their necks yeah <laughs> going old school Sid Vicious on Brian Pillman. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, it's it's exciting stuff. Like I, I really like. I thought, I mean, I thought NXT was great. It, it felt like a big event. You know, you had the and Damian Priest and Io Shirai both had kind of rock rock star style entrances. You had, um, you know, just the overall like Shotzi Blackheart, man, how she kicked off the show with the uh, with the um, the grinder with the steel and like shooting the sparks up and stuff like that with her hair all crazy out. Like it just, the, the show started off with a ton of energy and it kept that energy going all throughout. You know, there were parts of it that made you laugh. There were parts of it that kind of made you cringe. There was like those oh, holy shit moments. And overall, we just got some really good matches and including the main event. I thought Candace and EO did a great job in that, and that uh, TLC slash TL scare match. Uh, tables, ladders, and scares match. It, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was great. I loved how the tables had uh, had um, chalk outlines on them or taped outlines mm-hmm. on them. I liked how you know they had some different things that like popped out at them, shit like that. 
you know, I almost honestly thought because the ladders had like such a um, bright orange reflectors on it and the tables had such a bright orange reflectors on it. I kind of thought maybe the lights would go out now and again to where we would like kind of see that stuff illuminate and glow or something kind of throwing them off a little bit, but we didn't end up getting that, but man, still overall, I thought, I thought the match was, was great. Even did Raquel- we mention um, Johnny getting scared and is super kicking the skeleton? Yo, yeah, <laughs> no, we did. <laughs> I thought, I thought that priest was going to throw him in there and shut him in there with the skeleton for a minute after that but yeah that was that was fucking funny that was good we talked about Rhea Ripley and I was actually going to mention that yeah Rhea Ripley and that, was a, that was a fucking that was brutal yeah yeah very hard hitting match I mean it, it was great I'm surprised that Ripley got the win she definitely didn't look like she got the win I mean really she kind of came out of that a little worse for wear as far as like, uh, just, just, I thought Raquel Gonzalez looked absolutely dominant in that match. And Rhea Ripley's a big woman, and Raquel just like almost kind of dwarfs her a little bit, right? No? Okay, cool. All right, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We, we had such good momentum there. It just died. I don't know where it went. But yeah, overall, I thought. I thought that it's, it's, how, it's one of those things where it's like Mike's waiting for me to talk. I'm waiting for Mike to talk. And, we just don't and there's nobody talks. Yeah. <laughs> so overall though, I thought, I thought the hell I thought the Halloween havoc show is probably the show of the week. And I'm excluding hell in the cell from that. Cause hell in the cell is a pay-per-view, but you know, as far as like the actual TV shows that were on now, obviously I haven't watched SmackDown. I haven't had time tonight, you know, got home late carved pumpkins. And then we came down here to record. So I haven't seen anything that's happened on SmackDown, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely think that uh, Halloween Havoc, in my opinion, is probably the best show of the night or best show of the week. Guys, concur, feel the same way. Oh uh, yeah, easily. All right, cool. Especially, cool, cool. I mean, what put it over the top was the entrance ramp. So, <laughs> man, I really hope they take away your visitation rights. <laughs> Shit. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and wrap up show hopefully you know if you're listening just fast forwarded to the last half hour of the show where we talk about halloween havoc and that's really all you need to hear but uh we appreciate anybody that did listen especially if you stuck away to the end that means you're a true fan and you love us for what we're doing uh make sure you have apple (laughs) yeah make sure you have it if you have apple podcast leave us a five-star review uh well probably not about this show maybe just write us a review and leave us a pity five stars that would be probably more accurate uh Uh, you can follow us well, quick question: Is this are we after this? I will. We'll, we'll talk about it. I don't know yet. We'll. Well, if 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 we do or not, I have a um a little preview for a new segment that I'm going to debut next time we're on. So spoilers that involves his penis, possibly. Well, good thing we're the only ones who can see it. Uh, but make sure you follow us <laughs> on socials. We have our Instagram and our. Twitter. Which is at live your gimmick, which is at L I V Y O U R G I M M I C K, where we'll be Kevin's tweeting, in jail. We'll be tweeting pictures of Kevin's new segment from our Twitter account. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can also <laughs> check out anything that we have uh, from BB. I was, was going to discuss it right now, I guess. Oh, you want to talk about on air? Okay, go go for it. No, it's yeah. not, it's nothing like surprise or anything, but like my new segment, I'm going to debuting which i never okay. told jason about until right now yeah you're just bringing the show i thought we were gonna talk <laughs> yeah. about it off air but yeah let's, live let's from let's the prison it. showers it's kevin weekly now yeah. we're live pal we're live uh, it's, it's, and worldwide yeah <clears throat> so the segment's gonna be called um my favorite uh loofah of the week no i'm just joking um <laughs> 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 <clears throat> is no. it gonna is it gonna um, be a segment where you introduce whose bitch you are this week <laughs> I'm all bitch, Mike. So, um, no. So I'm going to talk about. It's going to be belt of the week. Belt of the belt week. nerd. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to uh, just pick a random belt and talk about it, and you guys can discuss what you like, don't like about it, and I'm sure to pick random belts throughout the history of belts. Just so you know, it's belt title nerd. belts. He's not going to actually have like belts that you like whip people with or anything like that. 
All right. So we'll have to make sure we're posting a picture of the belt of the week on our Twitter and Instagram at live your gimmick to that way people can see. Yeah, and we'll get people. We'll get people. Yeah, we'll get people involved too. If they want to hear history or discussions about a certain belt or any other belt nerds out there, title belt nerds. All right. Our historians. Yeah, if you're really just a BDSM like fanatic, this is not uh, the segment for you. <laughs> no, but who wants to put bets on that we'll record next week? Time for the segment, and I have nothing ready. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take that over under. <laughs> Make sure you tune in to next week's episode where Kevin segment. We'll just see if he has a uh, what? if he has a belt to talk about. <laughs> All right, all right. As I was saying, make sure you follow us on our socials at Live Your Gimmick on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure if you want to check out our Media Junkie account as at Media Junkie Vids. Michael has some stuff that he does on the side too. He has Modern Toy Fair news as well as his uh, T-shirt shop where you can find Gimmick Minute T-shirts on there as well. But Michael, do you want to explain a little bit more about where you can find all of that great swagging gear? <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you go over to YouTube, you can look up Modern Toy Fair and you can find my channel where me and Jamar and actually one of my substitute uh, co-hosts talk about the toy news every Friday. And then I review some toys on Monday. And if you want to support the channel, you can go to tpublic.com and search Gimmick Minute or Modern Toy Fair and you'll see some shirts with our logos on them. And if you don't like those, click on the little blue link that says Vault of Personality Comics and you'll go to my store and I've got all sorts it's a phantasmic designs that you can buy. Coffee, <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, if you don't already, I I don't know. I don't know. Someone just pull your plug. Yeah. What? You can't hear me? Oh no! You just you just went. You were like on that note, and nothing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. On that note, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. If you don't already, make sure you share us with your friends. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you listening. So for the constipated Macho Man Randy Savages, I'm Jason reminding you smarts out there to be a fan and always live your Thank you. Mike's a bitch. Kevin's prison pocket. (laughs)